This is the Historian's Podcast, Extra Edition number 7, an update on coronavirus and other topics from Amsterdam Mayor Mike Sinquanti. Thanks for joining us, Mayor. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me again. Well, it seems like something's happening up where you are in Amsterdam, as opposed to where I am, which is actually in Schenectady County. It seems that Montgomery, Fulton, and Schoharie counties are expected to start easing coronavirus uh, shutdown restrictions starting, I think it's Friday. Is that your understanding? Uh, yeah, uh, they're calling it the unpause. Uh, is unpause really a word? That's my question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yes, uh, we are. Um, uh, we we are. Uh, we have qualified uh, based on the state um, matrix to uh, begin phase one of the reopening, the unpausing. Do you, Do you know what's involved? I mean, what's what's going to happen? Yeah, they've developed matrix, uh, a matrix. Uh, the state, the governor's office has developed a matrix, which basically, uh, it's basically hospitalizations, um, hospital data based on your area um, and, and as it relates to the disease. And there are seven criteria. And uh, we have our region, as you mentioned, um, our region is a very low density region. So we don't have a lot of people per square mile in our region. And low density in and of itself um, is a deterrent for the virus. So we are uh, fortunate to be living in a low density area and being grouped in a low density region. If we had been, for instance, grouped with you guys and connected in Albany, we wouldn't have been allowed to reopen either. Mm -hmm. um, but you probably live in one of the densest Popula densely populated areas of this low-density region, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's why um, it's a, it, you know, I'm looking at other factors uh, in addition to what the governor has put out there uh, to make the decisions um, that need to be made here in Amsterdam. Uh, hopefully, hopefully everything is going to go according to plan. We have been very fortunate in that we have St. Mary's Hospital here in our city, and we have been very fortunate because a lot of it is based upon their statistics. So Amsterdam, um, you know, as of I think today, we only have one person uh, actually in the hospital being treated for the disease. Uh, we have plenty of, when I say plenty of room, the intensive care at St. Mary's, the, the hospital itself, has plenty of room for additional patients at this time, which is a, a, a very, very important part of the matrix testing. So it's all based upon St. Mary's Hospital. Um, and, and so my goal as mayor is to make sure nobody has to go to St. Mary's Hospital. And um, it's a little bit different for Amsterdam than it is for other areas uh, in the sense that we are more denser. You know, our school system is still closed. Um, we have a lot of things that are still closed uh, that, are, that are helping us to keep those numbers low. Mm -hmm. But what I'm, I can't figure out is what will you be able to do? I mean, what will be different in Montgomery County starting next week? Well, they're going to be permitting um, some business, like construction and manufacturing businesses uh, to reopen. Uh, there's actually, you know, they're going to be permitting uh, clothing stores um, to reopen, but, you know, provide curbside. Uh, there, there's a whole host of businesses that are going to be permitted to reopen in phase one providing they come up with a plan that uh, protects their employees and protects their customers 
and protects the general public from additional exposures. And so um, it's it's pretty extensive. Uh, it, it's not a it's not a simple thing. It's it's a, a you know nothing nothing everything has changed uh, since COVID came around. And um, if you want to do business in a COVID environment, you, you're going to need to follow these rules here in New York State. And these rules are pretty extensive. They're not. I don't want to scare people in saying that they are too complicated, but they are common sense, and they do require you to do things you've never had to do to be in business and to and to serve customers. Um, and so, still in this phase one, there's going to be very little customer interaction because the businesses that they're permitting to open and the way that they are letting them open really are you know are based upon low customer interactions. Uh, but if they do open, they have to, you know, they have to be wearing masks. Their customers have to be wearing masks. They have to have a social distancing plan in place. Uh, they have mm-hmm. to, you know, they have to make sure that um, no one, none of their employees are have the virus uh, or are showing symptoms of the virus. I mean, it's really, it's really a different world, Bob, when it comes to phase one versus what it was before COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the one experience I've had with something that's open now, I don't know if they ever closed, but, and it's not exactly in Amsterdam, it's just outside of Amsterdam, and that's Cappy's Drive-In. We went there for mm-hmm. ice cream the other day, and mm-hmm. they you park outside, and as they used to do, they have car hops come to you wearing a mask, and they take an order, and they give you the order. Right. Is that and the kind of thing you mean that would happen to other stores? Service. It's curbside service. However, uh, what also has to take place and, and should have been taking place at Cappy's, I'm not sure if it did or didn't, you were there, but uh, all of the employees inside should have been wearing masks. All of the employees inside should have been six feet apart from each other at all times. Um, those are the kinds of things that this phase one are, docu- you know, are, are detailing as requirements for a business to be open. Now, you turn that around and say, well, who's going to enforce all these things? Well, right. um, you know, that, that's, that's the hard part of this. And I think uh, it's like, like so, much, so much regulation uh, and legislation in modern times, it's almost uh, self-compliance until somebody complains. And if, if someone, for instance, goes to a ice cream place and, and sees violations taking place and reports that violation, um, our police in the city, the sheriff in the county, are duty-bound to go to that business to see for themselves what's happening. And if they are in violation of those the Phase 1 regulations for keeping your business open, then they are going to be fined and closed. So mm-hmm. the, that is the process. Uh, and hopefully that process won't be uh, required too much. Hopefully all the businesses... But, you know, I've gone, I've gone, for instance, over the weekend with my wife on Mother's Day. We went and got some plants. And mm-hmm. um, we went to a place up in Saratoga. And everyone in the place was wearing a mask. Everyone in the place was, you know, keeping proper uh, social distancing. Everyone, you know, the way that the the money was transacted, they didn't handle any money. We put uh, our card in the reader. Um, it really was a a model of, you know, we're we're being very responsible for for our customers, for our employees, and we're conducting business safely. Plus, it was an outdoor you know, a greenhouse, which was plenty of air, which is not conducive to the virus. And so, I mean, it was really a, a picture of this is the way a business can open and do business. And they were busy. And they and they and I asked when I cashed out how you how they were doing. And she said, we're doing very well. And there are there are businesses in Amsterdam 
that can do very well in this sort of environment, but they need to make sure that they're following the rules. And one of the things we're going to be doing is reaching out to businesses. Uh, we're putting a, a, a mailing together now for just city businesses and emailing, which is going to link them. Uh, some of the resources they're going to need to open um, are going to be online. They aren't there yet, but we are going to provide them with help and assistance and, and opening uh, the right way, the, the proper way. Now, with this new partial reopening or stage one, you still, or by you I mean us or people, still won't be able to go to a restaurant and go inside and sit down and eat a dinner, right? That's, That's not correct. happening. That's more like a phase uh, phase three, I believe, um, where you'll be able to, you know, the, the restaurants, again, pre-COVID versus now, totally different experience and the challenge the restaurants are going to have and and is that you know a restaurant depends upon capacity to make their profit and it, to force them to open at what they're saying now would be a quarter or a half capacity is a failed business model before they unlock the door so they have mm-hmm. to figure out you know they have to figure that out they have to figure out is it worth it how to supplement how to augment what's what this rule is costing their ability to make money and again many restaurants food plate they're they're doing it you know mcdonald's is is probably busier now than they've been forever but they've they've always organized this takeout uh business model they're masters at it as are many people but you you see some family restaurants that are that are really uh, becoming very very good at um doing takeout business but you know are mm-hmm. they making money can they can they continue to exist? Uh, those are the questions, and we're, and we're reaching out to them to make sure, you know, we help them in any way that we can. But it's a different world, and it's it's not going to be the same until there's there's been a cure or there's been a vaccine. We're talking with Mike Sinquanti. He's the mayor of Amsterdam, New York. Mayors and county executives throughout upstate New York, I would say, have been warning of staff cutbacks, including police and fire because of the lost tech tax revenue and expenses from the uh, pandemic. Amsterdam City was already in tough shape financially before the pandemic hit. Are you preparing for staff cutbacks? We are. Um, we In our budget, we are. What we're trying to do uh, is, is um, you know, prepare for our financial situation, uh, based upon a bonding or no bonding. Um, and in both scenarios, there will be positions that are not filled uh, during the next budget year. We have, because we are canceling many, many events, our recreation department, uh, we are we will not be bringing many people on board to, to staff those events as we do every year. There's a significant dollar savings to the city uh, for not doing that. Um, but we're we're trying to do, we're trying to do it in a way in a very compassionate way where uh you know not hurting people who are in place and not affecting you know the public safety of our community uh, but but the yes there are going to be staff cuts in the city uh we, we you know and and many of them are being forced by the fact that this virus is here it's causing us a tremendous amount of expense and it's also causing us an inability to do business the way we typically do uh, and, and we can't get a bond. So mm. those are the kinds of things that are forcing us to, to make those decisions, yes. 
Now, the other mayors are in the Capital District, I, I would say Albany's connecting to Troy anyway, uh, have all said, well, what we really need is help from the federal government. Do you, do you join them in that, or what do you think? Absolutely. Um, you know, when I say, uh, you know, you, you look at, especially here in New York State, and how we were hit with this virus, uh, New York City being the New York City being the linchpin. I mean, it's the it's why the Statue of Liberty is there. It's the gateway to our country. It's a, it's where people go. It's it's you talk about density. It's probably one of the most densest places on earth, uh, and they've been and they're part of our state. And uh, the the amount of money that the state has had to spend, not just for New York City, but all the regions of the state, um, has been tremendous. Um, and uh, there's only one one force large enough to to help uh, to help the states and i think have an obligation to help the states and that would be the federal government and um they have the ability to to uh to do so uh and i'm hoping in this next round of of federal stimulus that there is legislation and there is funding made available direct aid made available to to cities like amsterdam to small cities to you know to medium sized cities that are really um you know pushing at all cylinders with a declining revenue base to try and make, you know, to try and make ends meet and to try and keep everybody safe. And um, so, yes, I'm, I'm one of those people who really, really feel the federal government needs to step up for municipalities uh, with some direct aid. A, a personal question. Uh, how's your grandson Oscar doing? Oh, Born in Brooklyn, one of the hot spots of the pandemic. You know he's fantastic, and he's um, he's perfect. He's perfect. I know it's a superfluous word, but uh, he's after everything that everybody went through uh, to bring this little man into this world. Uh, he's perfect, and it's almost as if he said, "I don't know what the big fuss was all about." You know, here I am, and I'm hmm. perfect, and uh, he's beautiful. I just I can't see him. I, I I see him on you know Zoom and Facebook, and it's wonderful. But I I can't. I just can't wait to get my hands on the kid. You know, and. Uh, uh, but we will, and, and we're just, you know, knock on wood, we are very fortunate. It couldn't have been a more perfect ending to a very, very stressful tale for, for his mom, his dad, his, you know, his whole family, his grandparents, et cetera. But we have so much to be thankful for because uh, hmm. and I, I, he's just perfect. <laughs> right. Now, and you went, you and your wife went to Brooklyn, right? What is it like in Brooklyn you know, uh, or down in the city? Well, we didn't go. We aren't allowed. Oh, we you didn't go. We to okay. go near my daughter. We haven't seen our daughter since uh, uh, um, February, I guess, 14th. And um, so we haven't gone down. But, but Brooklyn is totally different. I mean, um, it's, of course, because it's Brooklyn, uh, you, can, you can order food from a thousand different restaurants and have it delivered to your door, groceries, et cetera. They've really are adapting to this model. But to go to Brooklyn and not, you know, to have nobody on a subway... Uh, you know, that's just unheard of to get on the Brooklyn Bridge and be like one of five cars on the Brooklyn Bridge. That's just unheard of or go through a tunnel. And, you know, you could uh, you could stop in the middle of a tunnel and not get hit by another car at times. That's unheard of. But that's what's happening, um, you know, down there. It's it's a different world. And it's it's strange. But um, they they made the decision early on that they were going to stick stick to Brooklyn. And as it turned out, the hospital system, they went to NYU Medical Center. And it was perfectly, you know, they said they were treated royally, perfectly. She had to have a C-section, which was very, you know, so another stress thrown on top of everything else, uh, but it handled perfectly. So Brooklyn is operating under under the new laws of, of this universe with COVID, and they are doing a, they are doing a, a very good job. But, but you didn't go there, actually. 
No, we just, we did not go there. No, we have not okay. not seen our daughter or the baby uh, yet, and uh, we we are hoping that will take place sometime in the near future. We're talking with uh, Michael Sinquanti, mayor of Amsterdam. I see that Amsterdam city government continues to hold virtual meetings. What actions have been taken recently? Um, well, we are, you know, it's been a pretty routine couple of meetings uh, in the sense that um, nothing, nothing too complicated uh, has, has, has been going on, uh, the public, but, but we are getting better at doing that. And uh, as we get near the budget, uh, I'm hoping to have the budget ready next week, the first draft of the budget. I'm late uh, for a lot of good reasons, but um, at, at that point in time, activity and public participation are fully expected to pick up. So we want to make sure that, uh, again, open meetings won't be permitted. We, we have not received word on that, but open meetings where the public can again come to City Hall and attend a meeting will not be permitted under Phase mm -hmm. 1. Um, so, but, so that's at least another two weeks before that will happen, providing the dashboard remains the same. But we are preparing for that. We, are, we, are, we have got all of our department heads putting together plans now that say, okay, when, when City Hall has to reopen, when we call all the workers back to their workspaces, when, when we're allowed again to let the public enter the building, how are we going to do that? And that's what we're doing now. But as far as city government is concerned, I've been working on, um, you know, the, the, the uh, budget on the bonding. I've, I've started a blight initiative. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to, it's this, this pause has, this, the virus has slowed everything down at every level of government, and we depend. For instance, the DRI project, it slowed mm -hmm. that down. So we are slowed down, but we are moving forward. We have targets, we have priorities, and we're moving forward. We're just moving forward at a slower pace, um, and we expect that you know to continue to be slow, not slow, but to, we, we, it will increase in speed as activity increases. But um, it's it's again uh, a different. A different environment, mm -hmm. but we are moving forward on the budget, on the bonding. Uh, I've just wrote it, written another letter to the governor, uh, asking again for, to see if he can access federal funding that already does exist, but only for larger municipalities and states, to see if he can do a pass-through uh, to smaller cities like Amsterdam, who are in fiscal distress, who do mm -hmm. need access to those bonds. Uh, so I, I'm constantly lobbying for that and. Uh, uh, it's been a it's been a uh, it's been a busy busy time, and on top of that, you right. know, we're dealing with the with the blight and the the, um, the food distributions and all that other stuff. So yeah. So uh, when you mentioned DR, the down that's a downtown revitalization yes. initiative. We got a big state grant for that. I just refresh my memory. Uh, you said you're late with the budget. What, what is the fiscal year in Amsterdam? When 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 the was the budget year supposed to? on July first? the fiscal year, the new fiscal year. And typically April 1 would be the time that I, the mayor's draft budget would be presented to the common council. And uh, so now it's May, you know, middle of May. And, um, and we, I've been working on the budget again, but I'm using numbers that are based on pure conjecture based upon the fact that we do not know when or if we can, we are going to be able to bond to refinance our debt. And then if we cannot refinance our debt, my budget's going to be very different than if we can. And so those are the two cases. And I, I, you know, you hate to bring forth a budget that isn't based on reality. And uh, so, therefore, it's been a very difficult time since it's my first budget uh, as, a, as the mayor of the city. It's been very difficult for me to uh, say, okay, um, 
you know, we're going to go with this number if, in fact, we don't have to. Um, and so I, I'm trying to be as – because once you pass a budget, you pass the budget. And you can – you know, it's, it's a, a situation where you're, you're kind of locked in. So um, I, I've taken more time. I've spent much more time talking to my department heads, uh, making sure I understand every operation and activity within those departments so that I can make my decisions with them um, you know, as meaningful as possible based upon whatever financial situation arises. So that's, it's going to be flexible in a sense. Well, uh, just about out of time. Anything else you wanted to discuss, Mayor? Uh, no, just wishing everybody to uh, stay safe. Uh, keep doing, keep, I hope Amsterdam keeps doing what they're doing. Today, this week was National Hospital Week. We had uh, Dr. Katina sent a very nice message from the Sudan recognizing his uh, hometown healthcare community and his the, the hospital where all him and all his siblings were born uh everybody's supporting our frontline workers i just want to i i just want to thank amsterdam for for behaving the way they have behaved with responsibility with love for each other uh and i i urge them to keep going we're going to get through this together thank you for joining us mayor you've been listening you. to the historians podcast extra edition number seven an update on coronavirus and other topics with amsterdam mayor mike sinquanti i'm bob cudmore